I'm Ben. I'm Tia. And we are Going Action Command. Com- oh. Okay, let's try it one more okay. time. Okay, ready? On three. One, two, three. I'm Ben. I'm Tia. And we are Action Going com- Command. No. We went over this last time. Someone what? else has te- taken the name. We are oh. now Action Command Podcast. I understand you may not be wearing underwear, but still. I'm still going commando. <sighs> okay, we're back. Now, a little, little explanation about what happened while we were away. We recorded that, like, over the summer or spring. It was May. Yeah, yeah. it was a long time ago before we posted and set, it, set all this up. I was 38 at the time, but I long since passed into the age of 39. Okay, I know all you all were wondering about that. Uh, we don't want to lie to you. We were a little slack in getting to this, so... No one was wondering that. Everybody was wondering it. No one. Everybody. But we promised you we were going to do Commando. What movie are we going to talk about today, Tia? Commando. With the best name for the superhero hero character action ever. Action hero. Action yes, hero. the best name for an action hero ever. Go, Tia. Colonel John Matrix. That's Colonel motherfucking John Matrix. And you don't just say John Matrix, because he's a colonel. Yes, you have to say and if we accidentally say Arnold Schwarzenegger, we we are going to apologize because we will correct ourselves and we will give him his proper name, which is Tia Colonel John Matrix. You damn right. Okay, let's talk about Commando, which was made in 1985. It is an excellent movie. It has. I'm just going to read off who's in it. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh oh. Hey hey hey. The female lead's name was Cindy. Remember we didn't remember what her name was. Did we ever know that? I don't think they ever said that in the whole movie. I'm pretty sure they did. No, that it didn't. It doesn't matter. Her okay. name is Ray Dong Chong. She is Tommy Chong from Cheech and Chong's daughter, which is really cool. So I would just call her Ray Dong, just so in through so you guys know. Dan Hedaya is in this. Uh, we've got uh, Bill Duke. That's right, Bill Duke, and who was also in Predator. Wait, 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 wait. We're gonna get to her last. Okay. We're saving okay. her for last. Okay. okay? Little little bit of a cameo here in a small role, Bill Paxton as an air traffic controller. R.I.P. Oh, amen, R.I.P., okay? And you mentioned this. You wanted to bring it up because this isn't just an action flick, although it is an action flick. It's a family movie. Why is it a family movie to you? Because it is a daddy-daughter movie. It is the perfect movie to watch on Father's Day, whether you have a father, not have a father, have no idea who your father is. Because why? The daughter in this is Alyssa Milano, and she is fantastic in it, and she's wearing overalls. So she's great. It's Alyssa Milano, like, from the, you know, who's the boss days. That's right. And the person who wrote Commando, Stephen D'Souza, also wrote Die Hard and Judge Dredd. You're welcome. Wait, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, that's what it says on Wikipedia. I haven't really researched it a lot more closely, so I assume all that's No true. wonder this is phenomenal. Why, why isn't Phenomenal, this like- whoa, whoa, whoa. Phenomenal doesn't even... If you don't like this movie, phenomenal's not enough. If you don't like this movie, get out. Wherever you are, just leave. Just leave. Just leave. Doesn't matter. I you, mean... You, you have no business you, being you know, here. Don't grab your wallet. Don't grab keys. You just leave. Oh, wow. He, he was involved in uh, 48 Hours... The Running Man. Die Hard 2, to a lesser extent. Hudson Hawk, I enjoyed that. Judge Dredd, uh, the no, 95 yeah, version. Yeah, it's, 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 Laura Croft. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, I mean uh, let's okay, just... Yeah, let's okay, just yeah, okay, 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 all right, 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 right. Move on, move on. Okay, he...
He had some good. He and did then, some things. Yeah. He, he did some things. I mean, we all we all fault. Now I don't because I'm talent and well, talent doesn't falter. He but peaked with this movie and should have stopped. Don't you think? True. Oh, that's true. Yes. I mean, he. Yes. Well, no, no, wait, wait. You need to go out while you're. If he top. wrote Die Hard, he also he peaked twice in his life. You you know, if we had a time machine, we could go back and we could write Die Hard. Right. Exactly. But my point is, this guy peaked twice in his life. Yes. Because I have a theory that like really famous like artists should just either stop doing it or you know. Commit suicide in an honorable fashion. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. No, no, no. no, no. I'm just no. saying they should stop making art when they do something great. Okay, this guy bucked the rule after Die Hard and was like, "I'm gonna come back even better with something like Commando." I'm not saying that this is better than Die Hard, but what I'm saying is, if you watch this movie and you watch Die Hard, your life is complete. Just stop. You don't have to do anything else in your entire life. Yeah. No. Right. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, wait, let's get to the plot. We, okay. We, okay, and the plot in this is, is good, and it follows, and it's logical, but I don't care about the it's plot. It's really not important. No. What What do you need to know about the plot? Here, let me read it, and read then it. you tell people basically all, all that they you need, need to know. know. Okay, yeah. so this is from IMDb, a retired special agent named John Matrix. Okay, IMDb, you messed up, A.A. Ron. It should be named Colonel John Matrix, Okay led an elite unit and has left the armed forces to live in a secluded mountain home with his daughter, Jenny. But now he is forced out of retirement when his daughter is kidnapped by a band of thugs intent on revenge. Okay, I can go on from there. I don't really want to. Yeah, because it doesn't matter. Right, it doesn't right. matter. It does because Colonel John Matrix. No, 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 because this was taken before taken. You do not mess with... Colonel John Matrix's daughter. Do not do it. And so, because guess what? There are repercussions. And we're going to get to all those repercussions. Speaking of which, let's talk about the opening scene. The opening scenes and how awesome they were. Okay? Right? So, Tia, you had a point. It starts off with these guys who are on a garbage truck. Yeah. Right? So you think, men at work, maybe. This is what this movie's going to be about. Yeah. Then they go inside and one of... Colonel John Matrix's guys is asleep. Now, you don't know that it's Colonel Matrix. It's just some dude. Just right. some dude. He runs out to take his trash because his wife is like, go get the trash out. You missed it. Right. And, and, but you said that speaks to everybody. Oh, yeah, because I run down the driveway of the trash can because it's a holiday and they're doing it a different day. And they don't let you know because I'm supposed to look at the little postcard that the This movie speaks to the common man. Well, yeah, it speaks to me about trying to get trash out. Right. So... And, and there's there's a lesson from this. You don't trust garbage men with really nice watches. Because Bill Duke, who was in, you know, Predator, he's a bad dude. And he's got this fancy watch on. And he's so, a badass in, in, in this. Oh, in uh, this? Oh, without question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so he's coming down with you know, a trash the can. Guy. Right. He's coming down with a trash can. And he's like, oh, God, I got to get the trash can. I got to get this delivered. And he's like, oh, I thought you guys were going to miss me. He doesn't realize that Bill Duke's got this fancy watch on. And then what happens? He gets shot. No, no, he doesn't just get shot. The two dudes on the trash can pull out Uzis. Oh, yeah. Blow them away in a residential neighborhood. They weren't trying to be quiet. This, no they, silencers. This was a message. They wanted to be loud. This was, I mean, they were like, you know. They, they mean business. Yeah, they were really taking the trash. They didn't come to play. Nice. Strong. <laughs> I love it. I love that energy. And it gets better because then Bill Duke has changed. He's wearing a suit and he's buying a car, right? Yeah. And this guy's like, you should buy this car. And Bill Duke's like, I'm not paying for a car. I'm going to take it from the showroom, back it up, run it through the display window, and kill you 
with the car and then speed away. Yeah. So in with the fr- in the first, I'm pretty sure that guy was another one of the members of the unit. They didn't really come out and say it, but again, sure. I don't care. But also, we don't really. Yeah. Again, the first five ten minutes, there are two awesome, you know, deaths. Tell us right, because Bill Duke's a bad man. But it's a bad badass. He's a badass. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, a, badass he's, a, bad, he's a bad guy. Yeah. He's I, a, I mean that in a good way. He yeah. came. He. He meant business. Okay. He didn't now, come to play. Okay, okay we... Okay. He came to do his job. Okay, we, we got the murders away. And then I want you to describe the awesomeness of Colonel John Matrix's introduction in the opening scene. This so. this is one from what I can remember. One, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Imagine carrying a tree. A giant. A, a giant tree and a chainsaw. I mean, what all this is exhibiting is his strength. Right. And how awesome... Like, you don't want to mess with the guy. He can carry a tree... In a chainsaw. And he's clearly not afraid to do work and get his hands dirty. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's a common man. But then... But he's ripped. Well, it's it's Arnold. I mean, he is ripped the, in this the, movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's right? Arnold. Yeah. Right, okay. So, then it's all these scenes with him and Alyssa Milano, his daughter, and they're eating ice cream. They're, what, swimming? Feeding the deer. They're feeding no, the they're deer. No, they're fishing, too. They're fishing. Yeah. She, they're, he's teaching her how to fish, like a yeah. response. He's a single dad. Oh, yeah, yeah. There is no mention of the mother. We have no idea where right. she is. But guess what? We don't care. And all this is showing that Schwarzenegger's like, I know I'm great at action movies. I mean, come on. I'm Arnold. But, but he, I've got some range. Yeah. yeah. So I want to do some family movies. Because this will open up to Kindergarten Cop. Jingle um, All the Way. Jingle All the Way. Twins. Twins. Twins all the also, classics. Yes. All the classics. Right? So he's showing, he's showcasing okay. his range. Okay, no, do, do we need to talk any more about feeding the deer? Because, like, they're feeding a deer. I don't right. know what you else. You had some concerns about that? Well, because it's ticks. I mean, I, but they were feeding a deer. Right. Now, but anyways, he's a very good father. She is. He's an immigrant in the movie. Remember, he's from East Germany. He yeah, mentions I don't, that. I don't remember that. I'm just saying, this is the American classic movie. It's basically. You know, Mr. Smith goes to Washington, but with explosions and killing people and... So not Mr. Smith. It's basically that, except in modern times. So it's not. Stop overthinking this. Okay, more importantly, so then Alyssa Mon, again, to me, this is a daddy-daughter movie. And there she is, making him a sandwich... Gender stereotype roles. This may have inspired her to show up at Supreme Court confirmation hearings. We don't know. Yeah, exactly. Hashtag me too. So, you know. But but one thing we didn't mention, too, about the opening is the soundtrack. Oh, the soundtrack is awesome. I mean, it's an awesome, typical 80s with a saxophone. How dare you say it's typical? It was done by James Horner. Yes, that's right. That James Horner. But the saxophone and they had the steel drums, too. Yeah, that I, really I those yeah. two tied it together. I mean, it was it was tremendous. Okay, okay. so well, anyways, we we got we got to get moving on here. Anyways, the military comes and saying, "Hey, people are taking out your old unit. We're going to protect you." Does does he need any protection? Of course not. No. He is Colonel John Matrix, son. You know, we should really can we rename our children that name? Okay, here's what I want to do. I know you don't want to have three kids, right? No. But let's say we have kid number three. We rename our kids. The first one is Colonel. The second one is John. And the third one is Matrix. Okay, I'm good with that. I'll have a third one. Okay. okay. All right. Now, wait. Now, when you said the military, you actually remembered this, which General is General Kirby. Major General Kirby. Oh, he was yeah. Major General. I, kept, I thought they, they just said General Kirby. Yeah, like, I, think, I think he did. I think okay. he did. Because Colonel John Matrix was partially acting under the color of law here a lot of times as he did this. So for those of you who might be lawyers or have legal training, 
There's a lot of legal issues here. I don't think he was under the cover of any. No, the legal. color of law. Because oh. he kept saying, "It's okay, I can do this. Just call the general Kirby. I'm not just call General Kirby. I'm not saying, you know, that I'm. There's a whole legal issue that we could get into. I'm not going to do that here because I just want to talk about how awesome Colonel John Matrix was. Okay, okay. Let, let's, let's just let's, yeah, let's okay. keep going. All right, okay. All right. Anyways, so, he says, "I don't, I don't need help. Right? These bad guys are out to get him. Right? And." What is the first inkling you know that this guy has even more amazing powers than you thought initially? He could smell them coming. He smelled them coming downwind, right? Yep. So. This is superpowers. So. The bad guys show up. They take the daughter. And then we start getting some awesome 80s action movie one-liners here, okay? This movie top, is, like, one of the best one-liners. It's not just one or two. Like, some movies have one or two. Oh, This is Nonstop. It's fantastic. So in, when he goes to save his daughter, the guy's like, we can't talk if your family's around making you act nervous. You know, right? The guy says, right? And Colonel John Matrix just pulls out his gun and says, wrong, and blasts the dude right in the head. Yeah. So then he goes to chase down his daughter, and there's something wrong with his truck. Right. Yeah, they've kind of like cut the brakes. They've like messed up the engine. Okay, you, you said they cut the brakes. They never showed there was anything wrong with the brakes. They just showed that there was something with the engine. You're you're assuming here. I'm uh, gonna I'm gonna agree with you though because it makes this way cooler. What's about to happen? Yeah, no. Because Colonel John Matrix is like he doesn't need brakes. He, he, he doesn't, doesn't need, need a working engine. He just starts pushing his truck down the hill, and this is out in a mountainous area. Okay. It's dangerous. There aren't really there any are paved cougars. roads. We, I mean, we, right. know, we know there's a deer. That's probably his rabies. We know it's ridiculously unsafe. The roads are very questionable. He's like, I'm just going to get this thing going. I'm going to hop in, and I'm going to fly downhill. I'm not going to have a With working no engine or working brakes. I'm going to stop, run you and your little Plymouth minivan off the road. The Why were the bad guys in a Plymouth minivan? Irrelevant. Okay, move on. Okay, okay, irrelevant. Yeah. Irre- probably because they were intimidated by Colonel John Matrix. Well, who isn't? Everybody should be. So he crashes his truck, right? And he gets up, and do you think he has internal injuries or concussion. a concussion or he's nope. bleeding? No. He's a little slowed down by it because, like, he secreted a whole bunch of awesomeness hormones, and that's why the seven bad guys get to jump on him, and they take him to Bennett. And we talk about Bennett. <laughs> Bennett is one of the key villains of this. Yeah. Along with Dan Hedaya, who plays a bad guy. I don't remember what Dan Hedaya's character's name is. I'm just calling him Dan Hedaya. He's supposed to be like South American or something. Yeah, instead he's he's an Italian guy who got yeah, a spray it, tan and he's playing a South American because they couldn't get a... Irrelevant. Okay. okay, but talk about Bennett. You had some concerns about the bad guys. Okay, imagine that they got a guy who just was walking his dog down the street who has a dad bod... But who also is wearing chainmail and leather pants. That's Bennett. Now, that does not scream bad guy to me. And yeah. it, it doesn't make any sense. Like nothing. I'm sorry, he again, he has a dad bod. There's uh, nothing about him where I where I think, oh my God, I am afraid of him. Or oh, he is a good counter, you know, um antagonist to Colonel John Matrix. Yeah. Which is hard to be. Nobody can be at the same level as Colonel John Matrix. Exactly. But Dad bod in leather pants and chainmail, and he walks around on this like the whole time. He's in the chainmail. Nobody. He even had like a little like you know choke dog chain, and I was like, yeah. I don't know. Like, did did what, did the other actor that they originally had like was sick? So then they just got dad bod in. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't want to really say that me. there's anything wrong with this movie because clearly there isn't. 
But I will suggest that this may have been a miscast. Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. As far as I think Jesse the Bod Ventura was supposed to be in this movie, so it could have been a spiritual tie-in. Yeah, it could have spiritually tied into Predator. That would have been an awesome casting if it was. Right. He would have been, I think, a much better He was probably busy that day. Right. He had a lot going on. He could have been working with the Reform Party. We don't know. He's a busy dude. Lots lots of things. All right. So anyway, apparently Dan Hedaya was in charge of some South American country. We we, we don't know. Who cares? They're the Wait, wait, wait. But this was, yeah. But, um, uh. Colonel John Matrix's team overthrew him, installed someone else. Dan Hedaya wants to get back into power, so he's like, look, we kidnapped your daughter until you go overthrow this guy because the only person who could overthrow that guy is clearly Colonel John Matrix. Yeah, clearly. I mean, so this, you have to kidnap him to make this happen. You can't take your soldiers down. You've just got to get Colonel John Matrix involved. Yeah. So they take him to the airport. They're going to put him on a plane. He's got 11 hours of a flight. He asks the flight attendant that, and this guy, this bad guy who's with him, is on the plane to make sure Colonel John Matrix gets from America to wherever they were going. I didn't pay close enough attention to remember because I was too excited by all the awesomeness. What did he say? They say. So he, yeah, he sets his watch for 11 hours, and you had an issue with the way this bad guy was dressed, too. Remember the one on the airplane? No, no. So there were, all the bad guys are very distinctly dressed to the point that I almost want to have either like a spinoff or something to explain why they're dressed this way. So the guy in the plane with them is in, like, a Hawaiian shirt. And a hat. And a hat. And a hat's critical to the plot. Yeah, and it's, like, also, like, the little, like, I don't know, like, Panama type of hat. I don't know. Right. But But that is important to the plot, as we'll see. It's very important. And then there's another, like, bad guy who's just watching, making sure they get, you know, they fly off. Piano tie. Yeah, he's piano tie. He looks like he's wearing his dad's suit. Um, and he becomes important, too. He's a real piece of garbage. All right. Anyways. So, Colonel John Matrix asks for a blanket and pillow. From the stewardess on the plane. Right. And then what does he do the minute nobody's paying attention to the guy sitting next to him? Oh, he kills the bad guy next to him. Snaps his neck. I mean, so quietly, nobody notices. I mean, so swiftly, snap, he then... He puts the blanket over the guy. And the hat. And the hat over. Remember I said the hat was critical exactly. to the plot. Exactly. To hide that, you know, now there's a dead guy. And he, and he says to the stewardess, this is also very good, you know, action one-liner. He says, don't disturb my friend. He's dead tired. <laughs> Fantastic. But then we got a problem. You can't bask in the awesomeness of that one-liner like you ought to because Colonel John Matrix is on a plane and he's got to get to his oh, daughter. Yeah, he only has 11 hours. And it, the doors it, are closed and the plane's taken off. So what does Colonel John Matrix do? He jumps. He jumps out of the plane from the wheel that is coming up, and he lands into the water. And he jumped, like, how many feet? Like, I, don't, I don't know. One, I don't, I don't know measurements. but It was, it was a like, lot. I mean, he defied gravity. No, 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 no. He didn't defy gravity because dropping from that high into the water that he landed into, you'd think he would be dead or broken bones or seriously injured, but no, no, no. That doesn't work because you know what gravity did to Colonel John Matrix? Yielded. Ooh. It yielded to Colonel John Matrix, just like the water did. Because like he wasn't really fully wet. No. Like he tied like his shoulders up, he was not wet. Kind of yeah, he was pretty dry. You think he'd be like submerged, surrounded in water, almost drowned. No, no, no. The water was afraid of him. They're like, we aren't messing with Colonel John Matrix. They're like, damn, Colonel John Matrix, you scary. They don't want none of that. Wow, we're saying his name a lot. You know, we're coming as we up, should. We're coming up on a commercial break. So Are we? 
It, well, yeah. Well, let's go a little bit before the commercial break. Okay. Because go. we've got another really good one-liner coming up, and we're about to introduce your favorite character in the whole movie outside of Colonel John Matrix. Oh, right on. Explain that situation to us. Because well, he gets back into the airport, and he's oh, yeah. got to follow little piano tie dude to the bad dudes. Exactly. Meanwhile, piano tie dude is on a payphone. You, there's a lot of payphones in this movie. Exactly. Um, and he is there talking to somebody that, yeah, you know, Colonel John Major is on the plane. You know, we're good. Don't kill the daughter yet. You know, anyways, he's then there is a flight attendant right next to him, and that's Radon Chong. And he starts hitting on him. Again, this is piano tie dude bad guy. He's a sleazeball. He has no game. He has no game at all. He's just creepy AF. So, anyways, she she leaves. He's, like, following her weirdly, too. And, you know, Cardinal John Matrix has caught up. He sees um, Piano Tie Dude. And so he's following, you know, bad guy. Bad guy's following. Flight attendant Radon. Anyways, Radon gets in her car. And there... Well... Pops? Right before she gets in her car, Colonel John Matrix comes up behind her. Oh, yeah. And says, don't move. And she's like, she's like, okay, what's going on here? Yeah. Then he says, I need you to get in the car. And she says, you said I couldn't move. So, you know, she's not a potted plant. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. Right? I, yeah, you know, I will say this is pretty good. She wasn't the damsel in distress. There's a couple times where she streaks. She does some pretty cool stuff yeah, later on. Yeah, I mean, really, they were not like, oh, let's just have the woman who's like, you know, yelling you know, constantly. She, you know. But Colonel John Matrix is a big guy. He's got to get in the car, and it's a small convertible, and he doesn't want to be seen by Piano Tie Dude. So what does he do? The only thing Colonel John Matrix could do. Rip out the passenger seat. Because why? Colonel John Matrix doesn't need a passenger seat. Yeah. I mean, no. I mean, like, and she, she, I will say, Radon was like, why did you do that? But she didn't seem too upset. I would have been pissed. Like, but if it were Colonel John Matrix, you would have understood. Yeah, but at this point, she doesn't know it's Colonel John Matrix. I this think he did introduce himself by this point. I don't know. All right. I think so. Anyway, so they follow him to a mall. Yes. Right, and it's like a classic 80s mall setup, right? So she goes follow in. Follow the piano tie dude. Right, yeah. she follows the piano tie guy into the mall. Colonel John Matrix is there trying to keep an eye on everything. He doesn't want to get seen, so he's kind of trying to stay low, but obviously a guy as big as Colonel John Matrix would stand out in a crowd. You know, his chest muscles were popping. Yeah, he, he was roiding up. No, Pops. no. You think no. he was off the roids by then? Oh, yeah. No, that's all hard work. Right? That's all hard. That's, that's hard all carrying work. the logs in that's one all, hand. Exactly. And the chainsaw and, in the other. And eating ice cream and feeding the deer with your dollar. Exactly. So, basically, you know, what what's your name? Who? The uh, the girl, the, the the flight attendant. What are you calling her? Radon. Her name? Okay. I mean, so in real life. She gets a little worried, and she kind of, mis- she makes a mistake. You know, it was a mistake. She tells the cops, hey, this guy, he's creeping me out. I'm worried about Colonel John Matrix, what's going on. She tells a mall cop. And so, like, a couple of mall cops come mall up Blarts. to Colonel John Matrix with billy clubs. Like, that's going <laughs> to do anything. Right, and they try. I I, I, I love that the 80s of the mall cops already beat people. Right, and you know what? I mean, that's not going to stop him, and it doesn't stop him. He starts beating the tar out of him. Then Ty, piano Ty guy, sees what's going on. He's like, I got to call Dan Hedaya real quick. Let me run to a phone booth. I got to give him the 411, loop him in on this. He gets to the phone booth. Colonel John Matrix sees that and is like, I am not going to put up with this crap from you, son. Picks 
tears out the phone booth. Not like, to, wait, wait, well, we got to set it up. He gets shot at from the phone booth uh, yeah. by a piano tie guy. But does that stop Colonel John Matrix? No, because well, gr- gravity yields to, to Colonel John Matrix. So what does he do? Take it away to you. He t- pulls out the phone booth, picks it up, and shoves it down, almost like a wrestling, like Hulk Hogan move. And we scientifically analyzed whether anybody else could do this. No. We, what, well, no, no. We think Hulk Hogan could have picked it up and flipped it over, but not while getting shot at. Yes. That's what makes Colonel John Matrix Colonel John Matrix. That's a true fact. Right. And th- it was at this point in the movie we realized that Colonel John Matrix is basically the honey badger. Yes. Because he doesn't give a F. He doesn't. No. He's a honey badger. No, no, no. He gets what he wants. Nothing yeah. stops him. Yeah. Right? All right. So they chase piano tie guy in the car. They have a little Ben Hur scene up on this little kind of uh you know hilly little passway and everything. They hit each other. And um Ray Dong, is that, that Ray, Ray Dong. Ray Dawn, sorry. Ray Dawn uh, is in the passenger seat at this point, which is important to the plot and worrisome. Because there's no seat. And no seat belt. And there's no seat belt. There's no seat. And also, like, that's not comfortable. There's probably metal, like, hitting her. Like, well, without question, right? Yeah. So they hit. Uh, so so they're they're hitting each other back and forth. It's like Ben-Hur chariot situation. And Piano Tie Guy wrecks his car. And then Colonel John Matrix, because he was so busy being awesome, doesn't realize there's a big telephone pole in front of him. He runs into that. Head on, bam. You would think he'd be dead, and certainly she, with no seatbelt, would go flying through the windshield, decapitated, dead, gone. If you're around Colonel John Matrix and helping him, gravity also yields to you, too. As does physics. Yes. I don't want to hear about your laws of thermodynamics garbage. That's all garbage. I mean, that's none of that's true. I mean, science are bitch. That's exactly. He just put his arm around her and was like, you're not moving. Exactly. I got this. Back off, science. Okay. Eat, eat it, Mr. Isaac Newton. It's a bag of dicks. Sir Isaac okay. Newton, whatever. Okay, we, we, we got to come to how... Piano tie guy dies? Yes. Because early on in the movie, and this is another great, great action hero one-liner, and we're way more fired up about this movie than we were the last one. I feel it as we're talking about it because it was so great. Because it's commanded. Because, re- yeah, no, it was right. really good. So he said to piano tie guy, I'm going to kill you last. And then he's holding him up with one hand. That was in the beginning, earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was in the beginning. Now, at this scene, after the, the wreck, he picks him up. He's holding him over the ledge with, you know, one hand, holding him up by his foot, Of course he can, down. because if he can carry a whole tree and a This is all, nothing. Yeah. Yeah, it's like picking up a box of tissues for this guy. So he's like, he gets all the information he needs from him to go find Bill Duke. And he says, remember when I said I would kill you last? And the guy says, yes. What does Colonel John Matrix say to him? I lied. And then what does he do? He drops him and he he's dead. So I think they take his car at that point. I, I mean, can't remember. Oh, um, you, I don't know. They don't take know. a car. They, they, they somehow get to the motel. The motel where Bill Duke is, which yes. brings up your favorite scene. It does, but I do think we need a commercial break. Don't, do you have a sponsorship? Okay. Because I don't have a sponsorship. All right. Because so, talent doesn't get sponsorship. I'll, I'll do this. Uh, <clears throat> today's episode is brought to you by... Mascot. What is mascot? What is mascot? Well, in the time of wearing masks everywhere, you may often wonder if the people you are interacting with are hot or mask hot. Oh, you don't want meth mouth. Yeah. You don't. Meth mouth could be hiding under there. Before you make a play on that skanky waitress slash bartender slash 
barista, you should know. And in your case, Tia, I mean, before you make a play on any guy that you see. Or girl. You want to know, is the person hot or are they mask hot? You don't know what the lower half of their face looks like. Well, thanks to very scientific 3D facial reconstruction technology, Mascot will do a facial analysis and tell you it is a simple app on your phone that you download and wave past someone's face. How do you get this? Do you want to know how to get this? I don't know. Do we download an app? Well, for a simple, easy monthly fee of $800, the first two months are required up front, that you can send to me and Tia, we will give you Mascot, the app. A box of condoms that goes with it. Oh, one and, condom. And masks. And masks. Yeah, because, you know, safety first. So, again, if you want to use this wonderful technology, you need to give us $1,600. Yes. And now back to this episode, which is brought to you by Mascot. Okay. Bill Duke's hotel room, motel room, go. Okay. They go to the hotel room. I don't remember what really happened because, I don't know, do they start fighting? Yes. Okay. <laughs> of course they start fighting. It's Bill Duke and Colonel John Matrix. Okay. Okay. There's only one part I remember. Or actually two. Okay. Well, okay, go ahead. Okay. So they're fighting, and then they bust into the other room, right? Not just, like, knock on a door or no, throw somebody no, through a, a window. No, there's a wall through they, the next hotel, motel room. Yeah, right in the next hotel room, they slam through the wall and open it and up. And this is why I don't remember thing, because then there in the bed is, you know, some other people... And a lady with some nice titties. No, right. no, th- these are nice titties. No, no. When when this came 80s on, too. Yeah. Well, well right. th- when this came out on cable, we never saw the nice titties. So like watching the streaming, it's like, ooh, nice titties. Can I just say, you're you're what thirty eight now? Yes. And you're using you're using the word titties like you're a twelve or thirteen year old girl. Or boy. Right. This is, you know, I just anyway, I find this interesting. Anyways, nice titties. But wait, 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 wait. And you've got to tell them about the setup of the couple in the room. Yeah. Because was, at first they had covers over them, and then the covers come up, and what do you see? Well, Nice Titties is behind the dude who, and like the dude looks sort of scared. Is that Tim, her Is that her name in the credits? Is nice, that how they credited her? Nice, nice Titties? Nice Titties. That's her, that's her acting role? Like she puts it on her CV? Yeah, Nice Titties. I, okay. I, I would. I was, I, I, <laughs> And uh, what is your experience for this role, ma'am? I played nice titties in Commando. <laughs> okay. All right, go ahead. So, was she pegging him? What, what was happening? Because she was behind okay, him. Okay, yeah. And while the fight was going on, normally the girl in these, like, action movies will, like, glom onto the guy for safety. But no. it was backwards. Yeah, yeah. The dude was he, like, was, he was, like, glomming onto her. Yeah. I think well, this he, is a movie about gender acceptance and turned Alyssa Milano into a social justice warrior. Yeah, which we we which we're no criticism of. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're just com- telling we're you facts. We're completely supportive. Right. Well, this is my thing. Nice titties may just be stronger. <laughs> so I can't get over that you've dubbed this lady this name. This is her name. <laughs> okay. So, so unfortunately, the, we don't know any more about nice titties. That could but, have been in the director's but cut, I, but which I, there is a director's cut. But I have a whole backstory about nice titties. But anyways, moving on because <laughs> like we we got a lot more. So. They, then, I don't know, Bill Duke dies. I don't really know. Well, no, no, no. I, I, Remember, John, Colonel John Matrix throws him back into the other room and he lands on that big broken piece of wood and gets once impaled. Once I saw nice titties, I don't, nothing else. It all just blinks. I just didn't, you know. Do you think her mom, her mom was like, my proudest moment in life was when, whatever her name is, Denise played 
nice titties in Commando. <laughs> her name wasn't Denise. Well, no, no, her her real name, whatever the actress's her real name, name was. Her real name's nice titties. Oh, okay. All right. So anyway, Bill Duke gets impaled and he's dead. And then they've got to get out of there because they figure out where to go, how to track down Dan Hedaya, and they take Bill Duke's car. And what does Colonel John Matrix say when they steal the car? He won't be needing it. What was it? I don't. I don't remember. Again, this this is still nice titty scene. So I don't. Okay. Well, he, he says we'll take Cook's car. Bill Duke played a character named Cook, by the way. We'll take Cook's car. He won't be needing it. He's dead. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> all right. So anyway, okay. They figure out where they are. There's a warehouse scene where they're making all these weapons for Dan Hedaya's uh, military paramilitary group. And uh, Colonel John Matrix can't get all the stuff that he needs there because they're making some pretty heavy, you know, stuff. He's like, we got to go get some weapons before we go to the South American country. And I know we're gonna get where we are going to get those from, which is an army surplus store. Exactly. So they drive there. And, you know, it's closed. It's late. And there's a couple of ways he could get into the I, army surplus store. I mean, store. you know, he could pick a lock. He, he could, could try to go in through the roof. roof. He could break a window. Right. Bash the door down. What does Colonel John motherfucking Matrix do? The only thing he could do in this situation, which is get a bulldozer. And go straight through the front of the store. And Because he can drive the bulldozer because Colonel John Matrix is a man of all seasons. And, and the bulldozer is just there. I mean, He's a renaissance man. Yeah. He can yeah. do everything. So, yeah. And he also knows that there's a secret, like, you know. Back, back room. Back room full of, like, rocket launchers and other. Gets all the weapons. All the weapons. The police show up and he gets arrested and they put him in a SWAT team truck. Mm-hmm. All, just with two guys. Like, two guys. Could keep. Could keep Colonel John Matrix see, down. And Ray Dawn was smart. Stay by the car. She has. She, she, what? That's her name. I mean, we didn't get to see her titties. She could be nice titties one and nice titties two. But, so. She so she follows the SWAT van that has right because John they they immediately the police immediately swarmed Colonel John Matrix and they left her alone with so all the weapons. She took all the weapons and kind of hung back. Yeah. So she's gonna spring them out of there. How does she do it? She who's just a flight attendant who's also trying to learn how to fly has some flying hours under her. That's important. Later. Yes. She takes the rocket launcher. Now her first try. She shoots it the wrong way. Goes backwards and you know she blows up something behind her. But we don't care about that. She then turns it around, shoots a rocket launcher again. It hits a SWAT van. And does it slow Colonel John Matrix down? No, he just gets right out. He's like, I got this. Again. Because even the rocket launcher, like gravity, like physics, like science, yields to Colonel John Matrix. Exactly. You remember in Game of Thrones how they were always like, take a knee? Just about everybody in this movie took ben, a knee. Ben, bend the knee. Bend the knee. That's right. I don't know why I said take the knee. Colin Kaepernick. Okay, so every everything in this movie. You just gonna ignore a comment? Just moving on. Yeah, everything okay. in this movie bends the knee yes. to Colonel John Major. Okay, so they they steal a plane. Yes, because yeah. they've got to get to the island. Yes, where Dan Hedaya is, and Radon flies it. She's been taking some flying, you know. But hours. it's morning now. Remember the eleven hour time? They're running yeah. out of time exactly. to get little Alyssa Milano. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Who's really cute, wearing cute little overalls. And she's, meanwhile, trying to break out of the room. She's not just a wilting flower either. She is Colonel John Matrix's daughter. Well, if she had been a little bit older, they she would have been able to do more. But she hadn't had full training from Colonel John Matrix yet. Obviously. I obviously. think that's what this weekend stuff they were doing at the beginning of the movie was going to lead into. And then it got interrupted, is what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Because right. the next thing, she'd be carrying the, the tree with the chainsaw. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Without yeah. question. Okay, but so. But anyways. 
They Maybe. land the plane, and they get out of the plane, and Tia's going to pick this one up. So, when they're in the plane, Colonel John Matrix is clothed. With the clothes he's, he's been wearing. Boots. He's got boots. he got a shirt, everything. Pants. When he gets out of the plane, into the little raft boat, he's just wearing a Speedo. As one does. I mean, just, I mean, did he have this on him? No, what, no, no. What, what, what do you, uh, that's an important question. Do you think he got it at the surplus store or that he has it on him at all times? I think he has it on, remember, he is European. I think he has a little Speedo on him all the time because you never know when you might be swimming. It's also the 80s. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, but but at least I mean because you know cocaine could show up and speedo cocaine. You're on the water, bam, anything can happen. You got to be prepared for any situation. That's true, but this is my thing. When did he did he change in the plane? Because he's a big dude. He can't really stand up in that plane. It's a little little like he is Colonel John Matrix, ma'am. He can do anything. Yeah. So, anyways, he gets in a little raft boat with all the weapons and his speedo. Still a little unsure about the (laughs) science behind that. I it seems like the weapons. Would have weighed them all down. Well, maybe that's why he took off his clothes. But again, they bent the knee. Yes. They all bent. Well, but he brings the clothes with him because then he gets dressed when he gets to uh, the that's island. That's true. But, but he didn't bring a shirt. He just had a vest. That's right. So, so maybe, that's the maybe, difference. maybe the shirt okay. was really super happy. Yeah, even, anyway, even if anyways, he had the shirt. He gets to the beach. It would have bent the, island, the knee. He, Explain what happens when he gets to the island because that is awesome. Oh, he blows up and kills my No, 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 no. When he gets dressed. Oh, yeah. He remember? gets dressed. He gets his pants, Knives, boots on. He gets guns. what? Little gorilla makeup on. Is that what? Is that All right. Like? And then he's like, well, I'm here. He's basically like Rowdy Roddy Piper. He's like, I've come here to chew bubblegum and kill everybody I can find. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Oh, you know why? Because they took his daughter. What? Exactly. What? I mean. All right. So, look. He also did run ashore in the Speedo, by the way. Remember, yes, it was very Baywatchy in a way. Because yeah, you don't want your 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 killing clothes to get wet. That's true, right? Because it would so, weigh you down. All right. So anyway, he basically starts knifing people. He kills, as far as I could tell, an entire battalion of these. He blows them uh, up. He has a whole yeah. blow up thing. He just like they're shooting into him. He's like, "You got nothing on me. I ain't worried about One you." One thing you can say, tell without this like you know modern day CGI, you actually see the fake mannequins and then the explosions that happen. But that just made it oh, no, even no, better. No, it was fantastic because right. it wasn't all this CGI you know fake stuff. But then somehow Colonel John Matrix runs into a little bit of a problem and he gets surrounded in a in a garden shed. As one does. Yeah, and he's got a cut on his side, which I think he must have just done to himself because none of these guys could have are, like touched him. Yeah, could have I mean, hurt him. No, 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 no. They they couldn't do it. So they all surround him with their automatic weapons after he's blown up all these buildings, getting to his daughter, and what do they do? They just start unloading on the shed. And so what does he do? Well, he hides in the rafters. Exactly. They and then open the, the door, door opens. This is this is probably the best killing sequence. Pitchforks a guy right in the chest, grabs two, what was it? Uh like uh, blades. Saw, saw blades. blades. And like scalps a dude. Yeah, that and you saw his brain. Oh my god, girl. Yes. He throws another blade at a guy, then he comes out with an axe and he straight axes the guy in the dick. I know, that that's an axe junk. Yeah, like, right. He just axe dicks the guy. I mean, he totally circumcised him. I mean, then bam. he pulls he pulls out a machete, chops off the dude's arm, and doesn't break a sweat. No, he's like, it's a Tuesday. What else am I gonna? Well, do? yeah, don't kidnap his daughter. Exactly. Then he gets some more weapons, and all these people are running him. He's shirtless at this point. He's just firing these weapons, throwing grenades, killing people left and right. He finds Dan Hedaya. How does he take Dan Hedaya out inside the building, inside the house? I don't remember. Remember the roll. 
Oh, I do remember the role because like he he's done a somersault and a role in two different fights, and that the I somersault that. was against Bill Duke. Oh yeah, but and then which the throws role. him into the room with nice titties, right? And then he does the roll, comes up with a shotgun, shotgun blasts like four times to Dan Hedaya's chest. Oh, and then he falls over, right? He falls, he's dead. And then intro to another superpower that he's got because there's a boiler room that Alyssa Milano ran off into to try to hide and be safe. And what does Colonel John Matrix hear? He hears his daughter, Alyssa Milano, call out for dad or daddy or yeah yeah he hears her over the sounds of explosions fires guns a boiler room there's probably a couple of people who aren't dead and are just like in misery screaming out in pain yeah that doesn't stop him he doesn't give a fuck you know why because he can hear yeah his daughter and he's gonna go get her and then he runs into dad bod bennett yeah (sighs) and Bennett shoots him, kind of grazes him on the arm, and so... I mean, that doesn't matter. That's Colonel like John Matrix nothing. is like, um, hurt. he's probably a little tired at this point. I mean, it's 11 hours. Yeah, he's been on the go. He's he, had a busy day. He may have a little bit of sand from the Speedo, I mean, in his butt he, crack. He has had a lot to do today. He hasn't now, eaten. And he's all, except that sandwich. I know, that was much earlier in the uh, day. Exactly, and, you know, I mean, he didn't eat all of it. Yeah, because, like, you know, yeah. He needs a carbo load before this fight. Exactly. So, he, yeah, he's running a little empty just because he needs, you know, okay. some food. So, he he does a Jedi mind trick on Bennett. He's like, Bennett, dude, you can't, you can't play me like this. You can't just shoot me when I don't have a gun, man. Come on, be, be cool. Mano a mano. We'll do hand-to-hand combat. We'll, we'll handle this like men. Bennett... Flips and is like, I don't need a gun. I'll just kill you. I'm come on, dad bod. So they chainmail leather yeah, pants. I know they fight, they punch, they you know throw each other around. Um, somehow in the boiler room, Bennett gets electrocuted. He almost they almost both got thrown into you know uh, an, an oven and burned. And uh, but they're they're alive. And then somehow Bennett gets a gun. He's gonna shoot. Our man, Colonel John Matrix, and kill him. But what does Colonel John Matrix do? Rips off a pipe. A giant piece of pipe, like it's steam, nothing. Like it's a steam pipe through, like, the boiler and just... Whoosh, yeah. Whoosh. Throws it right into his chest, impales a guy, pins him into the uh, the boiler tanker, and I think he said, let off some steam, Bennett. Yeah. Right? And he also said, That's remember earlier, he said, I'll be back, Bennett. Yeah. I mean, they're just... Right? They're just uh, these these one-liners, amazing. No wonder this guy also did Die Hard. Yeah, and so remember um, our uh, Bill Paxton, the air traffic controller, who realized where they were going, alerted the military. The military shows up too late, yeah. just like you know the government does. Shows up too late to help. Kirby's there, and Colonel John Matrix is he's carrying his little girl mm-hmm. out. The same arm that he was using to carry the the tree at the beginning. Yup. Right? And he gets back to the plane where, what's her name is? Radon. And Kirby's like, hey, we need you to come back. We need you to get your unit back together. And he's like, no, I got to go be dad now. Exactly. I can't, I don't have time for this. I have got to be with my girl. So I'm leaving. And then Kirby says, until the next time. So if you watch this in the theater, which means... Congratulations for you. You're like, I'm getting a sequel from this. But there never was. But, one. Okay, all right. Every movie, spiritual successors, inspiration, and should there be a sequel. This was 
the 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 this was what you said taken before taken. Yes. And you have an idea for a continuation of the Colonel John Matrix storyline. Oh, he gets in the airplane with Radon and little Alyssa, and they fly away um, to some. It's some lame song at the end that I don't remember. They should have just kept playing. I think I fell asleep by then. Yeah, you did. They should have like, just. The action was over. Yeah, they should have just kept playing the original soundtrack, which was fantastic. It was basically going the whole movie. But you have an idea for the how they can continue this fantastic piece of cinema history. It's modern day. Modern day. I'm with you. Alyssa Milano is a grown civil rights attorney in D.C. Her dad, Colonel John Matrix, is coming into the holidays. He's older, you know, he doesn't have that strong sense of smell or hearing. Impossible. He, he, he just, age always, age always, he, he can't, he can't carry a tree anymore, but he can do, you know, maybe He can still tree. be Colonel John Matrix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, she's there, you know, she's like married and has a kid. Anyways, she's waiting for him at the airport. And he's supposed to be flying in, but he never shows up. You know why? Because somebody has taken him. So then she has to rescue her father. How could you kid? I, I, you know what? I love it. I, I'm telling you, he's older. This only happens because he's older. Wait, wait. And remember, we worked this out this morning. Alyssa Milano has a daughter. Yeah. And right? she's like a tech she's specialist. A, so yeah. She, and so the daughter is a tech specialist who does all the like logistical support to help Alyssa Milano. Track down, like through cell phones. Stuff. Right, right. Like, she, like, it's like, like she's like the born identity. Uh, who was it in the born was identity? It Claire Danes. It wasn't Claire Danes, but I don't know. We should have really researched this before. No, we, we don't know. It doesn't matter. But the point right. is, is that this is happening. We need to get this to Alyssa Milano. You need and a Father's Day and a Mother's Day movie. Well, I mean, no, but this is still a father daughter thing. It's no, that's what I'm reversed. saying. Like, but on on Father's Day you watch Commando, and then on Mother's Day you watch Commando Two. Yeah. Commando lives. Yes. Or whatever it would be called. Going Commando. Oh, wait, no, that's our podcast. No, it... Uh, we're going to get sued. Uh, we're fine. Oh, my God. Okay. <clears throat> okay. I I would pay money to see that. I know. We could write it. We could write it we right now. We could write now. it right now. I mean, we could have some awesome lines in it. There could... Nice titties. You think Nice Titties has a daughter? She's probably got a granddaughter by now. A granddaughter, yeah, yeah. So, Nice Titties, you know, the third. So... Anyways. You are a real step forward for women's rights and empowerment. I am. I'm proud. Okay. So, so uh, we, should we do the fun facts? Yes, we do fun facts. Okay. This is our Ryan's fun facts. Okay, our friend Ryan. Is he a friend? Uh, our friend Ryan sent us some fun facts. He didn't do any for this movie other than saying greatest opening credits of any movie ever. I mean, that's the a, ice I mean, cream that, yes, and deer feeding fact. scenes yes. are priceless. No, that, those aren't facts. Those are... Okay, then, okay, so he said Schwarzenegger and Ventura were in... That doesn't even apply to this movie because he wasn't in okay, this one. Okay, okay. Jeez, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan's okay. fun facts. We're, we're cutting this. All right, no, no, no. Well, okay, we'll just go ahead and read this. Okay. All right. Schwarzenegger and Ventura were in three movies together. Can you name them? Okay, so here's what I want. Send us an email... Action Command Podcast at gmail.com. Pretty sure that's what the email address that we set up. Yeah, I, I'm not 100%. With sure. your thoughts as to what those movies are, don't look it up. We just want guesses. If you're right, we will name you out here on uh, the podcast. Okay? So email us, Action Command Podcast at gmail.com. 
And with that, I think we should give our final opinions on this movie. This was Double D Nice Titties. Good movie. This was, in my opinion, an A++++. Plus, 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 plus. Double plus. Uh, you can't give it enough. Infinity this was fantastic. Plus. No, no, really. I think this is the epitome of action movies. Everything you'd want in it. It doesn't get slowed down by a love story. It just is action. Well, he loved his purpose. daughter. Well, yeah, I know, but yes, I'm talking about like a romantic. Right, place. right. They didn't get distracted. They yeah. stayed on target. Exactly. Which is, you know, you get Alyssa Milano, you know. So. Exactly. A great movie. You should watch it all the time. I, I, yeah. I mean, every Father's Day or your father's birthday or, you know. Every day, day of your life. Every day. You should watch this movie. Every single day. And do a body count. Too. Oh, we yeah. We were going to do that, but we got too distracted by the awesomeness. Yes, yes. And I fell asleep towards the end. You did. You were pretty tired. Okay, okay. so cue up the music, Tia. Okay, and we want to thank our children for making this music. Um, and on this, this has been... Well, wait, before we do that, though, I just want to say we are going to come back with another movie. We're not sure what it is. Once we decide it, maybe we'll put it in the episode summary when we post it. I mean, sure, you can do that. Our talent does not worry about those details. Fair enough. Okay. Our kids did this, like Tia said. We are Action Command. No. Action Command Podcast. Take us out.